Hello again. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a beautiful theme again today, which I love that you've um, weaved into the conversations, the theme of, of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, so a first very broad question that came to me, comes to me is, what is your understanding of judgment? <laughs> Let's keep it very broad. I'm yes. to hear your thoughts. Well, um, what appears to be the common uh, perception of judgment is that A, it's very, very bad. And that B, if you do it, then you're very, very bad. And C, you can't help doing it. So does that make you very, very bad? And if you could wave a magic wand probably judgment would be at the top of the list of things to mm. get rid of. This yeah. is what people tell me. Yeah. My understanding of judgment is, of course, that it's uh, a key to profound healing <laughs> because everything is, because that's what we're doing here on this planet. And the key to understand about judgment is that when you allow yourself to become aware that you are passing judgment, and bravo for you for doing that, because that's that's opening up and taking responsibility mm. for yourself and what you're doing and how you're being. And when you do that, then you can also know that if somebody's behaviour um, or the way that they are is irritating you and you're aware then that you're passing judgment on them, that rather than get obsessed about, oh my God, I'm passing judgment on and I'm not supposed to be doing this because, you know, that makes me a bad and spiritual, unspiritual person. Just ask yourself what it is in yourself that it is that you don't like. Now, occasionally, very occasionally, it will almost be an exact thing that that you're passing judgment on and the other. But much more often and common and natural, it will be that whatever it is that you're passing judgment upon in the other person or, or the community even, is a reflection. In other words, not an exact mirroring at all, but an aspect of something that is reminding you of something that you don't like about yourself. Now, that could be something very useful, which is something that you're doing which is actually hampering yourself. Mm. Or it could be something which you've been taught to dislike about yourself by parents and society and so on, that actually, when you look at it upon reflection, you find out that you adore this about yourself and you're very happy to embrace it Mm. either way profound healing is of course available to Mm. you from this provided as usual that you are asking the right questions so you're taking yourself out of uh, that running self-criticism of oh no I'm passing judgment very bad naughty me into "Mm, that's really interesting now what is this revealing to me about myself is this something that I'm uh, something similar that I'm doing that actually I don't like about myself and in which case why don't I like it where has that come from what's the healing in this for me or as I said oh my goodness actually I really like this thing about myself but I've just realized that I've been taught to dislike it to distrust Mm. it and now that I'm aware of this I'm going to make a conscious choice to like this about myself Either way, or in any which way, it is very rarely, I mean, so rare, I can't say it is never ever because there are no such things as absolute as we know in the cosmos, but it is so rare as to be almost an absolute um, that the judgment that you're passing on another has very little to do with them. With them, yeah. 
um, who and how they are. Yeah. Even if they are actually being an absolute asshole. Remember, because everybody has the right to be an asshole. If they if that's if they want to be an absolute fucker of fuckness, <laughs> they can do that. Yes. And if you're being attached to judging them for that, yeah. then you're not getting the gift that lies behind mm. it. Every right. single judgment that is made about you or that you make about another is really uh, a way of avoiding receiving the gift of healing that lies underneath there for you. And most of the time we avoid it because we don't want to find out something that we've been told is bad about ourselves. You know, well, we're not this perfect being, whoever the hell that is. Mm. And so therefore, if we go to this place where we find out that we've been behaving in a way that isn't in alignment with our spiritual understanding, you can see I'm doing air quotes all over the place here because these are just ludicrous conceptions, then therefore we... Uh, must avoid this at all costs because then because then we're not perfect spiritual beings and we can't go around pretending to ourselves that we're a fully paid up member of the muesli knitting jostic wearing idiot slash spiritual society <sighs> oh what a heavy weight to carry and also it's it's profoundly unhealing for yourself and anybody that comes into contact with you and it makes you an idiot you know, or my favourite word of the of the month, moron. You just you just you're just entering into the the meanderings of a moron. You're you're avoiding using all of this fantastic intelligence that you have at your disposal, all of this fantastic love that you are, just because you're unwilling to maybe have a look at the fact that sometimes you might be a bit of a twat. Mm. That's all it is that you're trying to avoid. If you're happy, as I am, all day, every day, to regard myself as, oh, well, you know, that wasn't exactly brilliant, was it, Kim? You know, then, of course, bang, what comes right behind that is some beautiful piece of understanding or some really, oh, my God, point of uh, Mm. an awareness or it might be something just really soft and gentle and it makes me laugh mostly because I'm aware that my cosmic crew was sort of in effect uh, pointing their fingers at me and laughing at me because I'm just being a bit of a dick (laughs) that's okay We're, Mm. we're allowed this is this is the planet of choice and this is the planet where we're having an experience of Mm. being a human. Mm. And frankly, if you are not occasionally being a bit of a dick, then you are controlling yourself out of any contact with your consciousness. Mm. Spirituality, again, I hate that word so much, so let's call it something else. Let's call it what it really is. Being in a state of healing Mm. means that sometimes you do and say things which aren't healing. (laughs) And what's wrong with that? Nothing. Do we expect three-year-olds to be able to go up and take dictation from the Queen? uh, No, we don't. But we sort of place that sort of level of expectation upon ourselves. And we do that because our conceit says that we must be perfect. But again, that conceit is being driven from a place of absolute terror that we might not be enough to command love respect authority or Mm. whatever it is that our mind is telling us we need Mm. but that all goes right out of the window when you realize that you are already love 
You have absolutely no need of love in any way, shape or form from anybody else. All that you actually require is to have an experience of yourself being the love that you are. So then you're constantly allowing yourself to be aware that you are already this profound love. Mm. So all your neediness behaviours, because the vast majority of behaviours are driven by neediness of, from one description or another, go straight out of the window. It's completely unnecessary. And you begin to be able to see people for the love that they are. They can be being a prat. They can be being an absolute asshole, And, of course, unless they're a shadow soul, um, at their core they are profound love. Mm. So then it, it's much easier just to accept them for who they are, not need to change them, not need to fix them, yeah. not need to think of, uh, of yourself as superior to them. You can just let them be who they are. If their behaviour is sufficient that you just don't want to be around it, then that's great, you have that choice, then just don't be around it. But you don't need to get into the judgement game, yeah. the blame game, the shame game. Because every time you do that, you are hurting yourself. Mm. And you're not discovering these gifts. You're A, not getting the gifts that yeah. are there for you, but you're also attacking yourself yeah. because we are all one. Mm. If you are refusing to accept, if you are condemning somebody else's behavior, then that person or, or representation that is a representation or a part of you is being unaccepted by you. Mm. And that's, of course, unhealing. Yeah. You've gone now straight back into your non-love, non-soul pattern of reality. That's all you can create because that's where your focus is. That's where you're choosing to be in. Mm. If you understand that if you catch yourself making a judgment about somebody, it's okay. First thing, just okay, wowee, now you're a human. Join the club. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what you do with that yeah, knowledge. So do you burrow down to find out the gift for you in that? What is that bringing up to you, for you? What is it that you are avoiding? Or do you stay in your the realm of superiority mm. of, oh, well, I don't do that. So actually that makes me a much better and probably a much more spiritual person than that person. You know, well, yeah, we can all make the choice. Yeah, yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah I see that and I really see it in myself and I see those moments if I even think back of a moment of judgment it's like there's a memory loss in that moment like I, I like an amnesia that I do exactly that mm. it's kind of a, a very strange disconnect in the mind and the brain that's my experience of, of judgment a lot of them what do you mean? Uh, like I'm judging my partner for, for yes. doing this and in that moment it's kind of, I completely forget that I do exactly that even mm. though I'm, I'm aware of it and often that same judgment is turned inwardly towards myself like oh you know don't drink too much coffee or whatever it is like yes. don't wake up and get on your laptop or on your phone you yes. know so when I see for example my partner do it it's like there's an instant of, of losing right. memory that I do that oh I see so um, right I understand what you mean now thank you for explaining that yeah. so perhaps view it like this when you catch yourself making this judgment because you have now instantly removed yourself out of wherever you've been and you've gone straight into your non-love, non-soul yeah. pattern of reality. So now you can't connect with the profound love that you have for this person. Mm. 
that's what's going on. Yeah. And that allows the judgment to stick. Yeah. Because you've just disconnected yourself from yeah, them. Yeah, completely. They are now separate. So now you've become you, uh, the ego, the id of yeah. you, which basically means I must yes. be superior. Yeah. In order to exist, I have to be superior. Yeah. Complete disconnection from whoever it is that you were passing judgment on. Yeah. That's what's going on. It's not a, I understand why you say it's a memory lapse. It feels uh, like it. Uh, yeah, yes, like but of, it's yeah. a disconnection. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, you've just disconnected really yourself, separated yourself, mm. um, and you've launched yourself into superiority, which mm. is, always makes me laugh when people do that. Yeah, because it feels like a very much a hard shell. And as you say, like separation, very separate, not seeing outside of this kind of hard bubble, seeing him from this hard bubble. Yes. And um, yes. Yeah. Well, you're seeing him and everything else, and yourself, of mm. course, from... A point far, far removed from all of the gorgeousness and yes. the profound love yes. that not only you are, but the cosmos is. Yes. You've just put yourself in some black hole to hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. actually, I shouldn't be so rude about black holes. They are the center of all creation after all, but you get my point. Mm. You've just put yourself in hell, mm. which, of course, is why it feels so gronky. Mm. And then when that goes on, then we tend to sort of assume that the person that we're making a judgment on, their behavior is what's making us feel gronky. And so we attack them for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and this is why uh, marriage counseling um, <laughs> has an awful lot of people signing up for it. Because, of course, this is going on in relationships all the time. Yeah. 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 Mm. There's another point, actually, to this, um, which is when uh, we were discussing about what we would be discussing. <laughs> mm. And uh, I was mentioning judgment. And um, as I was uh, poncing about doing something or other, it occurred to me, oh, wow, yes, of course, um, a, lot of, um, uh, a lot of so-called anxiety disorders stem from this. And of course, they're, they're deliberately, these anxiety, dis, dis, so-called disorder, uh, is of course a, a, another crime against humanity committed by the pharmaceutical profession and the psychiatrist who peddle their mm. poisonous drugs. Um, because of course, what better way to make even more money with, uh, if somebody says, oh, you know, I have a fear of this, or I, or, or, or I get really, really upset about that. Oh, well, that's okay. You've got an, a such and such disorder. Mm. And here's a drug for that. Mm. Okay, well, we, this, is, this is a crime. But actually, it comes from judgment. So <clears throat> here's an example. You're sitting in front of somebody and um, they're chewing food in a particular way. And I, I'll, I'll use myself as an example here, actually, because this is something that I had no idea why. It would send me into a frenzy of anxiety. Um, and I would be tempted. I never did. But what I really, really wanted to do, I, I mean, I never did it because I'm English and we're, you know, we just don't <laughs> yeah. do that. But what I really wanted to do was stop eating like that. Eat like a normal person. Yeah. But this was eating done right at the very front of the mouth with the front teeth like this, it would be there sort of like a, like a manic rabbit. Mm. You know? And it would, it would, I would really have struggled with, don't look at it, don't look at it, just carry on, Kim, everything's fine, it's all <laughs> fine, it's all fine. But I could feel my whole body going into stress and yeah. distress about it. 
So anyway, sometime later, uh, I was at uh, in a restaurant and there were a group of us and somebody else was doing this and I thought, oh my God, right, okay, I have to deal with this because I can't spend my life having what felt like going into a state of anxiety about this. Hmm. So, ob- you know, obviously I was aware that what I was doing was placing a massive big fat judgment because there was a part of me that wanted to punch this person to stop them doing this because it was driving me nuts. And I then realized that this provoked a series of very strong memories about when I was a child and there were many abuses uh, of the psychological and physical variety going on. Um, And of course, uh, in common with many people, one of these particular types of abuses would happen at the dinner table. Every time we were eating, there would be a whole list of rules that uh, I was breaking. Yeah. You know, breathing being the principal one, I suspect. <laughs> How dare you live when I don't like you? <laughs> um, and this was something that, uh, an action that one of my siblings would do. This was uh, my sibling's reaction to the stress of witnessing um, the abuse being heaped upon me, because obviously it's also distressing for people witnessing yeah. abuse, not just for the person who's being abused. Mm. Um, and I would then become aware of uh, this uh, as a child, that this person was having their, their stress reaction to it. That would produce all sorts of um, mixed feelings. Uh, amongst them were, um, oh, I'm failing in my duty to protect this sibling. I was the eldest. And it was made very clear to me, actually, by not just by my siblings, but by both of my parents, that really it was my job to protect my siblings from their own lunacy. You yeah. know, great. <laughs> That's amazing. They arrived at that conclusion. But anyway, this is the level of insanity that was going on here. <laughs> and... Uh, and the fact, of course, that this was provoking a memory in me of the, the, the distress that I was in, yeah. myself as well. So there was being uh, observing the stress that this was creating in fellow children who were younger than me mm. and that I personally felt a responsibility for. Uh, that responsibility was also placed upon me. Plus, of course, it was triggering this series of memories. So no big, no big surprise then that this action which um, there was a part of me wanting to pass judgment. You know, what kind of idiot eats like that? That's a judgment, okay? But what that was all about was what I've just explained. And, of course, when I looked at that, it was, oh, right, all right. Now, does people do when I witness this type of eating thingy, does it drive me into a frenzy? No. Do I find it less than marvellous and serene to be around? Yes, but this is what I deal with it now. I just gently say to them, are you aware that when you're eating in the front of your mouth like that, you're deteriorating your teeth, you know, because your back teeth are meant to take the chewing motion, the front teeth for a different thing. And every time that's happened, which has been maybe, I don't know, two or three times max since then, which has been decades, the person has said to me, my dentist keeps telling me that. You know, so we have a smile and we have a laugh and they feel the connection because somebody's taken the time and trouble just to mm. say something which they may find helpful or not. You know, obviously I'm not imposing. I'm not saying you outrageous person. I'm just saying, are you aware? Mm. Because you might be interested. And then we, there's just a little love fest going on. Yeah. You know, so that's, uh, 
Now, without that awareness, somebody uh, who experiences this anxiety, watching people eat like this or whatever it is, you know, pick, pick pick a weird random thingy, some freaking pharmaceutical company will be trying to push a drug mm. to, to help you get over it. Mm. When the only healing required is an understanding of why and what that triggers in you. Right? And if not a drug, I guess we can all, we all have our own ways of, uh, of drugging ourselves yes. in order not to feel, yes. to feel this. Yes. Whatever that may be, uh, the f- food or... Yes, or, yes exactly. Or but, uh, very good point. Yes. Um, but the thing that I want to speak to is this nonsense that seems to have become incredibly invidious of anxiety disorders. Mm. Yeah. You know, to the extent that our children are being drugged in schools because yeah. they have a... They have a I've forgotten what it's called, but a disorder which in my day was called being a child. Mm. Outrageous. Mm. Absolutely outrageous. Mm. And all of these, you know, named fear things, we're going a bit off judgment now, but as we're here, I'd yeah. like to uh, also talk about this. You know, so lots of people apparently have a fear of flying. Yeah. Well, actually, I've helped a lot of people with this. They don't have a fear of flying. They have a fear of dying. And lots of these so-called fears are about dying. They don't want to die yet. Because on some level they know that this, they want to do this, they want to experience mm. this, this they need to do, this. And, and so, of course, it becomes a very cathartic and powerful understanding that they go through, which is, oh, this is what I really want my life to be. This is what I want to experience in my life. This is what I'm here to contribute to. And then, of course, this, the, the so-called fear of flying or fear of whatever else it is vanishes mm. because it was never about that in the first place. Mm. It's actually about dying and of course, sometimes it's about what happens when we die. Mm-hmm. So once that's addressed, then the the so-called fear disorder disappears. Um, but everything that their energy is trying to bring to their attention, instead of it being labelled as, as as an anxiety or as a judgment or as a fear of, pretty much all the same thing, really. Um, it's addressed and being heard for what it really is. It's just your energy trying to communicate with you. Just saying, hello, please pay attention. Some healing needs to be done around here. Mm. This is causing you distress. You might not be aware of it, but I'm your energy and I freaking well know what's going on here. It's causing you distress. Please pay attention. And judgments can be a very useful tool, key of understanding that something in you is in a state of distress or stress. And just your, your energy is calling upon you to address it. So don't beat yourself up. Allow yourself to become even more aware of when you're passing judgment. This is good. This is great. This is fantastic. This is power. This is beginning of power. Once, as soon as you become aware of it, be really strict with yourself. You know, oh, that's a bit judgmental. Okay, that's great. I've acknowledged that. Now I can find the power in that for me. Yeah, Yeah, that's really important. And I think... I love what you said about it also sometimes revealing what you actually like about yourself. That's yes. really, that's really, for me, yes. that's new information. It makes complete sense, but it, yes. it's new because often it's like, oh, the judgment on others is what you don't like about yourself. But actually what you're saying is it's also a moment to, to take stock of actually, is this behavior something I actually enjoy about myself, but I've been taught not to like? Exactly. I love that. That's really yeah. powerful. It brings a lot of, 
Yes. I don't know, heart to it. It's yes. a real opportunity to to love yeah. to love ourselves in that moment. Well, uh, yes. I mean, um, uh, just to acknowledge, to become aware of mm. about ourselves. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, let's leave. Actually, that's another excellent topic. But let's park loving self for mm. the moment because that is a whole big another yeah. big thingy. Um, but it allows you to become aware, much more aware of yourself. Yeah. For example, I was always criticised for being a bit scatty. Yeah. And then um, later on, uh, after I'd grown out of uh, childhood, but mind you, this only ever happened at school, uh, not not uh, where not by my parents. Um, and I came to realise, having done IQ tests and all sorts of things, that this and the way that I was doing was, um, I used to call it then organised chaos. Mm. I mean, I came to call it organised chaos, which is how the cosmos operates. But it's a sign of genius, actually, on a certain level, mm. you know, depending, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, and so great. it was, oh... Yeah. So instead of criticizing myself, because my God, I used to, I wasn't aware, of course, but I was really giving myself a hard time about, oh, but I'm, but I then understood, oh no, actually, this is brilliant. I have a brilliant mind. Mm. Right. I'm going to really enjoy it. Mm. And so I do. That's really nice. That's really nice to hear, to be reflected back. I've recently been noticing how I've been controlling all these behaviors as a judgment. Mm. And there's part of me that just wants to flow a bit more and to express a bit more freely in what you're saying. I get a sense of that, that I can go back and observe what the judgments were that made me try and shift those behaviors and control those behaviors and, and see what the, what the gift is in it, actually, and what yes. I can enjoy about it. That's really powerful. Yes. Yeah, yes. Nice. And of course, and if you come across something you don't like, yeah. you might perfectly you might find it perfectly tolerable in another, but you don't actually like it in yourself, then that's okay too. Yeah. Of course, you have choice. Mm. When, of course, <laughs> there's always a caveat, right? This is the caveat. You you have choice when you get over yourself. Mm. And start to see everything as it actually is mm. and not be needy not in a state of neediness at all, about um, getting anything from anybody. Yeah. When you understand that you are already love and the only thing you actually require is to have an experience of yourself being the love Mm. that you are. And you can drive your whole life on that premise. Mm. And wouldn't it be amazing if everybody did, or even half the people, mm. that their focus was, how can I be of the love that I already am? Mm. Mm. Now we've just cut through all the crap, mm. all the new age spiritual nonsense, mm. all the evil that the world is trying to turn us into. Mm. We're out of our heads. We have no state of neediness. So we're not, we're not judging others and we're not trying to manipulate others into giving mm. us what we want from them because we need nothing from them. And all we're focused on is being of the love that we already are. Mm. <laughs> That's just the best, isn't it? Yeah. 
And I see the difference with the loving ourselves that we just just mentioned a moment ago, which in the moment I said it, it felt like the cameras were on me. Yes. But in that moment of being the love that we are, it's like an overflowing of from within. Yes. There's none. It's like the, yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah, it's a really clear experience of the difference. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, it, it really isn't. It, this is such a, a misnomer, you know, where you can't love anybody else until you love yeah, uh, yeah, until yeah. you love yourself. This is a this is a lie. This yeah. is a monumental lie. And I have witnessed. I'm sure you have as well. I'm sure we all have. I've witnessed so many people chase their own ass down God knows how many rabbit holes, yeah. trying to love themselves yeah, yeah. and not getting there because that is not what it is about yeah. at all. You already are love. What you do arrive at after really opening yourself mm. up and releasing yourself into everything that is profound love is you do come to a state of understanding that you have a profound love for yourself that is an entirely different thing from Mm. you must love yourself Mm. because of Mm. this because you are everything and everything is you if you are not loving all being in a state of profound love for all then you cannot love yourself yeah. You can't profoundly love yourself at all. How can you? I mean, it's just illogical. And nothing ever starts from the self. We must always remember that. If you're taking your attention uh, into yourself for anything other than exploratorily healing, then um, please remove your head out of your bottom because actually that's where it is. It starts from the fact that you are everything and that everything is you. Ergo, you can only begin to have even the hint of a tint of an understanding about uh, the profundity of love for self when you can love everything else. You might not like a whole load of stuff, but you have a profound love for it. Now, when we're able to understand what that means... Uh, or rather I should say, when we're able to be open enough to experience that, Mm. that profound love that you have for everything, you become, of course, of your compassion. Mm. And then you experience yourself running around being of this profound compassion, being of this love. That's what you experience yourself as. And then needing to love yourself doesn't come into it because it's irrelevant. Mm. However... In that state, I hope I'm explaining this really well. It's really difficult to explain. But in that state, there's there's another part of the trine, as it were, which is you just become aware of the profound love you have for yourself. And all that means is, is that any desire you have of inflicting harm on yourself in any way, shape or form, which we all get involved in in the the day-to-day life, vanishes. It's just just ridiculous. It's why would you do that? Because you honour yourself. This is a better word, I think. Mm. You actually mm. honour yourself, but you can only honour yourself when you honour everybody else. Mm. Now, of course, that doesn't mean, therefore, that you put up with shadow souls or assholes. Um, souls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> You're the only one that's actually got that. I've always had to explain it. <laughs> um, it just simply means that you understand what profound love is yeah. 
yeah. that you are then a part of it. You are now conjoined with the entire cosmos because you are part of everything and everything is part of you. And you are in a state of profound power, mm. healing, yeah, love, yeah. power, all the same thing, joy, all the same thing. Yeah. And so that then means that how you are and what you do, um, how you be, is from that energy, which is why you're here. Mm. And then all of this hoo-ha about loving yourself. I mean, who cares? <laughs> what does it mean? It means nothing. It's just another piece of hippie nonsense. Please, everybody, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it. Focus on connecting with the profound love that yeah. you have for everybody and everything else. If somebody is behaving in a way that is criminal or you just don't happen to like it, that's not a problem. You don't you don't have to connect with them in any you don't have to go and see them. You don't have to have sex with them. You just stop judging them. Mm. Right? Because if you're judging them, then you're not in a state of profound love for them. Mm. When you're in a state of profound love for them, judging never comes to you. It never crosses your mind. Yeah. You know, you might be thinking, Oh, I'm so happy that I'm not in that state that I don't have to be like that. But most often what you're thinking is actually is now is this person being like this because they're a shadow soul i.e they're not human and they're not really you know what they're doing here is not helpful that's another whole kettle of fish we mm. can talk about that another time or is it because they're in a state of profound lack in some way shape or form and if they are can i be of service here or is the best service i can provide in this situation is to smile beam out my love and step away mm. That's it. There are very few of us who um, are, have the, 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 the abilities required to step in and start administering healing. Mm. There's lots of us, there's hundreds of thousands, trillions, billions, squillions of us who think we can do that, but actually very few of us who actually can. Mm. So be real, be of your honour, be of your integrity and ask of your energy, is there something that I can step up to here? Or is it actually, is the point of honour here for me to just beam out my love with a smile or something like that and then step away? Mm. Easy, yeah, easy, never I, f- I feel that as you're speaking it, the, uh, the difference in the yes. experience. Is, oh, good. It really is a... An ex- it's an experience yes. more than it's not an understanding yes. or an a- action. No, it's it, a conjoining, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Because as when it's you say loving yourself, it does feel like an action, something to do. Yeah. Doesn't it? So yes. not something to be. Yes. When in this space of experiences, yes. being what you are. Exactly. And of course, you know, when we're when we're told that this this yeah. needs to be focused, this horrible lie, you cannot love anybody else until you love yourself. Yeah. I don't know who started this, but but I would quite like to slap them (laughs) because it's caused a lot of pain and upset and misery and misunderstanding and grief. And further separation, possibly. Uh, Of course. No, that's just simply not true. Stop focusing on yourself unless the focus is on healing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's it. That's That's it. Stop focusing on yourself. Open your eyes up. Take the eagle eyed view. Be as of an eagle. Look down on yourself. And then you can see when you're being a complete twat, when you're being a bit of a twit, and when you're being who you really are. That's it. 
the moment you get into this, get sucked into this new age spiritual pap about you must love yourself before you can love anybody else, mm. you, you're on the road to perdition. That's not going to happen. That's just stopping you now from connecting with everybody mm. else and feeling your love for everybody else, let alone for yourself. Mm. It's, um, it's a trap. Mm. And in my understanding, I'm very reluctant to say this, but... But in my understanding, these mind traps have been laid for us. The, 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 uh, the, the awakening has become a movement, you know, the new age, the spiritual movement. Mm. And the reason it's become a movement is because those who do not wish humanity well have infiltrated it mm. and very cleverly have sprung all these little mind traps mm. to take us off course, to take us away from the profound love mm. that we already are. Yeah. And from therefore being able to love, uh, in other words, honour, each other yeah. and wherever it is that we are mm. and and our creation abilities because of course this absolutely crucifies our creation abilities if you're passing judgment what are you creating you know some version of hell mm. yeah. <laughs> that's all you can be creating yeah yeah exactly mm. A thought just crossed my mind and slipped my mind mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes <laughs> the, the, the recognition was the in, in this loving ourselves, it becomes so complex and my mind starts going into trying to figure out ways when in the experience of the love, it's, it's silent, it's simple, it's pure. And there's none of that kind of, how do I love myself? How do I do it? Yes. Kind of energy that goes. Yes, yeah. exactly. The f- the fo- until you reach that, that, that place, which, w- which comes whenever it comes, and again, it's nothing to be sought. It's not, mm. you know, please, let's stop seeking that's another mind trap because mm. if you're in a state of seeking you are in your head mm. this state of, of the awareness of the profound love that you have for yourself arises whenever it arises it might arise 10 seconds before you leave this planet through death or it might never arise it doesn't matter why doesn't it matter because you are already this profound magnificent love and the only thing that you require is to be of it mm. so that you can experience yourself as it. And then you stop being a hassle and a pain in the ass to everybody else and to this planet and to yourself. And you start being who you really are and fulfilling what it is that you came here to be. Mm. You become of your honour. Yeah. And if you are willing to do that, then I know that I speak on behalf of everybody who has been... Um, trying with all our heart to expand this reality and on behalf of all of those I want to say thank you Mm. because that is your biggest gift that you can give to us all and this planet and the cosmos (laughs) (laughs) Mm, you cosmos doing a happy dance I can see everybody (laughs) (laughs) A topic that just crossed my mind, which mm. is um, we're seeing so much judgment in the world right now. So much, mm. I mean, right now. It's been going yes. on for a long time, but, yeah. you know, it's very present. Yes. Yes. Racism, whatever, yeah. homophobia, all yeah. of these, like, big... Yeah. All big, the ists and isms. All the, yeah, exactly. Mm. Can you speak about yeah, that? Yeah, well, that's, of course, a deliberate ploy, isn't it? How, how we... How you, let's work out a cunning plan to separate humanity from mm. itself mm. to make humanity fight amongst itself yeah. that's what you do divide and conquer yeah mm. that's all it is 
And of course, um, with all of this stuff about uh, the um, uh, transgender bender agenda, mm. that's just to stop us reproducing. Mm. Mm. Right. So it, it, it is, if, if you are willing to have the eyes to see how you are being played, you are being conned. It's one big mammoth con. This is what is meant by the, you know, the fake world. And uh, was it Jim Carrey? What was the name? God, I'm rubbish with names. Yeah, the but Truman anyway. Show. Thank you, yeah. yes. Yeah. So all the isonisms are the Truman Show. Mm. You know, and that world that he was trying to get out to yeah. afterwards is love. Yeah. You can be, it's not, it's not obviously a geographical <clears throat> location, and you don't need to go hopping through dimensions and all of that freaking nonsense, frankly, good grief. It's just who you are is where you are. Who yeah. you are means where you are. If you are love predominantly, okay, we're human, sometimes, sometimes we're not, sometimes, like me, you'll be driving along the car, somebody cuts you up and it frightens you and you shout out, you fucker, you know. Um, in that moment, am I being of the love that I am? No, but it makes me laugh, which reduces the anxiety and tension mm. and, you know, bleeds it out of me. And then I'm back to normal and off we go. This is all OK. But fundamentally, who you are is where you are. If you are predominantly of the love that you are, then that is where you are. That is what you will experience because that is what you will be creating. Mm. And creating not just for you, but also opening up the possibility, extending the invitation of that love yeah. to those around you, mm. which may be geographically close to you, or those around you could be in another continent, mm. right? or even on another planet. It's energy. Yeah. And in a way, I, I see or sense like a parallel between the conversation we just had with loving ourselves, the mm -hmm. act of loving ourselves, and the idea of working hard to resolve these isms, to resolve racism, yes, exactly. to resolve exactly. these things. Exactly, it's exactly. Exactly, very good point. The moment you enter into that uh, mind game, yeah. then that's what you are. Yeah. That's, and that's what you'll experience. Yeah. You know? Just imagine if um, half the people, uh, let's pick a random country, let's pick England, yeah. right? Because uh, I'm English, well, mostly. Um, if half the people in England walked up to the Houses of Parliament and said, fuck off, um, get out, you do not have our permission, we are not falling for this nonsense about um, your uh, anti-Semitic, if you have anything other than um, parroting what the Israeli government say about how the world should be run, yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah. We're just not accepting it. Stuff you. By the way, you're not teaching our children... Um, outrageous uh, um, mind fucks of so-called sex education when they're seven and eight years old. Mm. We're just not doing it. You, you, you can take all of your new age speak, all of your um, lies and, yeah. yes, uh, and mind traps and stuff them right back up from where they came, presumably they're assholes, um, because we're, not, we're just not accepting it. We our love and we are living and creating that as a reality yeah so we're not going to be paying your taxes we're not going to be paying your uh license what is it called tv license mm. that bureaucratic arm of outrageous propaganda actually charges people to watch it that is that's an outrage just there and then what are they? <laughs> good grief yeah just 
don't don't feed into that reality because if you do of course then that is what you will experience mm. and that is what our children will experience mm. it really is feed like in and create through. the reality yeah. of the love that you profoundly are mm. it doesn't matter if you are not that every minute of every day it really 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 doesn't mm. just that is what you are enjoined yourself you're enjoining your soul energy with yourself to becoming so that is what your focus is and that is what you will be creating and if you want to know how to serve yourself and this world then do that please yes do that that's really powerful it really is like the truman show and it really is that is as you've you've, you've said it that is the real awakening yes we real awakening isn't resolving all these issues no, no, and then you know no. creating a society based on that exactly. it's actually going it's a mind game it. yeah. yeah because of course what are we doing whilst we're running around resolving these issues <laughs> we're not being the love that yeah, we are exactly and we're judging still uh, and we're in caught in the crap it's a yeah. very clever mind trap yeah yeah that's all it is i was um, at dinner uh, the other day and um uh, what was it? It was so shocking. I remember I could, it, it virtually rendered me speechless, which you can imagine is, is sensationally <laughs> <to> rare. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmos starts sending out shooting stars when that happens. You know, it was, what? Look, she, she's silenced. Um, and uh, they asked me how it came about. I can't remember and it's irrelevant, but the, the conversation was, you know, global warming and blah, 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 blah. And I just said, oh, right, that's interesting. You might want to look this up mm. and I obviously don't take anything uh, that I say as fact but do your own research yeah. that actually um, and started speaking a little bit you know about the solar flares and what's really happening with the ice caps and the difference between Antarctica and, and the Arctic and blah 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 very quickly three or four sentences <gasps> it was as if I had eviscerated the heart yeah. from one of the people at the table yeah. the level of actually it was abuse yeah. that was screamed at my face yeah. one woman came within inches of my face and the look of contempt on her she was shivering with contempt for mm. me it was quite hence me being silenced it was like fucking hell what's happened and of course these were people who um were visiting this island but who were still living in one of the countries where this type of uh brainwashing is endemic <clears throat> And to, to have their reality rocked in this way was something they weren't going to go down yeah. without a fight. Yeah. And this is what we're up against, yeah. actually, this willing indoctrination. Yeah. And so therefore, if we waste our time, because that's what we're doing, we're just wasting our time. Don't try and convert people. If that's where they're at, then that is where they're at. Mm. Do not waste your energy. Let them be where they are. If they ask you a direct question, which these people did, obviously you tell them what you understand, what your research has led you to mm. understand. You speak to them about the love that you are um, and that they profoundly are. Whatever it is that comes to you, obviously don't let it silence you, but don't waste your energy trying to convert them. Mm. Because they're in that world. Yeah. They're in that reality. Yeah. So if that's where they want to be, that's their choice. Yeah. Um, you, you open your heart and say, well, there is another choice. 
more than likely you will be flamed for even suggesting that their brainwashing is inaccurate. That's not a problem. You step back, go and get yourself a racky or something, (laughs) take a breath and just get back to being the love that you are. Mm. I'm not quite sure whether that's addressed any question you were answering, but that just popped up to me as, oh, my God, I just remember this, because it was a real shock. Because, of course, I hadn't had any contact with brainwashed people for for quite some time, you know, for some months. And it's very linked to our last conversation around emotion. Mm. Yes, yes, good point. Trapped in that in the yes. Truman Show world is really being tr- same trapped yeah. in the emotional yes. world. Like, yes. or you you were on the receiving end of was all of that, probably anger, probably fear, probably sadness, all contempt. of those, those contempt, uh, all of that. Contempt was the thing that silenced me actually mm. because it was, wow, these these people have taken their lessons very well. They've been very good little brainwashed students mm. because they have been taught as you would teach when you're trying to lie to people, you know, a mass of people, um, you have to, one of the first things that you have to teach people that you're brainwashing is that they must have contempt for anybody who speaks otherwise. Mm. Because, of course, that's the only way you can keep them brainwashed. Mm. By that, you mean disgust? Contempt. Contempt. Yes, contempt. um, Yes, okay, good example of contempt. Uh, Somebody who had contempt for a spider yeah. would just automatically uh, tread on it. Yeah. Like, get the yeah. fuck away from yeah. me, you filthy, disgusting, disgusting. I am so superior. Yeah. Somebody who didn't have contempt for a spider yeah. either would just ignore it. They might screech and stand up on a chair or whatever, or they just, you know, get a piece of paper mm. and a glass and take the spider and pop him outside and wait while he comes back in again. But, you know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> But right. they have been taught to have contempt. This is why these, these out, you know, it's the same with the Easternisms. It, the brainwashing is, is, think about it, if you're, logically, if you're planning on mass brainwashing a huge number of people, you would, with rubbish, with lies, you're going to have to, number one, have to teach them to have contempt for those who hold a different view because otherwise they'll start hearing the truth and instead of shutting it down immediately in the way that these people did to me it's just like fuck off and die was basically what they were saying and then the brainwashing might start to unravel so no they must be taught to have contempt which is another reason why it's a waste of time Mm. talking you know say it because because you never know one person one day that little spark might uh, figure something, trigger something off in them, and that's your duty. That's part of your sacred duty as a being of love mm. to always be of assistance. Don't hold your breath. Don't get engaged in an argument. Um, just smile. Be of your love, your profound love. These these poor poor people have just been brainwashed out of all humanity. Mm. They have no humanity left. Mm. And carry on being of your love and and take your joy elsewhere. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and I can see how that is. I mean, you know, to, uh, it's scary to step out of that, and then because, in a way, you kind of sense that contempt in others, sense the reaction that might be triggered by yes, stepping yes, out. Yeah, oh yeah, it's really speaking, in the in yeah. your face now. Yes, yeah. it's like heresy. It's like the Inquisition. Oh, uh, I was so shocked. You were crucified in that moment. Yes, yeah. because you know, of course. Over the decades, uh, I've been used to getting odd looks from people across the dinner table. But never, ever, ever have I ever experienced this violent contempt. Mm. Yeah. That's new. That yeah. is serious level brainwashing. Yeah. 
also because the the rhetoric now the common understanding is that we only have x amount of time so it's pushing yeah all the ramp buttons. out the fear yeah yeah ramping it up yeah so remember the, what fear really means as this has now come up is um further expansion and response that is mm. actually what your energy is saying to you mm. it's asking you to expand and respond, respend your energy. Mm. Further expansion and response. Mm. When you get that that, that feeling, <laughs> it's your body. Come on, expand mm. so that you can see what really is. You know, you step out of the brainwashing or the whatever it is. And then you can respond, you can re-spend your energy rather than react, reenact a part of your past mm. on autopilot, on the brainwashing. Yeah. <laughs> That's of course any good brainwash program is uh, um, fucks with your mind. I mean, it, it is a total mind mucking mm. um, to trigger that continual reaction, 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 response. And also remember that the parts of your brain, uh, or the part of your brain that's responsible for memory, is also the part of your brain of your brain which is responsible for imagination. So if you if you feed into people's minds which they're doing in this hideous brainwashing thing, um, you, uh, you alert their imagination through making them panic and hate each other. Yeah. That becomes part of their collective memory. Yeah. So they're caught in that reactionary state. It goes yeah. around and around and around. Have I explained that clearly enough? Yeah. Yeah. Very clever, very evil, but very clever. So uh, if, you know, if you want to wade in there, do that, but with no expectation of anything other than contempt being thrown your way mm. that doesn't matter because yeah. as i said there is, is it is always our sacred duty to be real to be truthful yeah and so uh, you never know when a little spark may, mm. may fly and ignite somebody some years down the line yeah. into something we don't know but don't waste your energy trying to convert yeah is you're you're not unless you actually know how to deprogram very cleverly brainwash people you're you're just wasting your energy mm. use that love that you are to help us all in creating and expanding the reality of profound love healing joy all the same thing mm. much better use of your energy yeah. <laughs> and much more fun much more fun <laughs> that's really beautiful yeah is there anything else you would like to, to add or say? Um, just always know how profoundly you are loved. Mm. Maybe begin the day with connecting with that. Feel yourself held in this profound love that is for you, for every single part of you. And then go out and be that. Mm. And when you're not, laugh at yourself. Please, please, please learn to laugh at yourself. It's okay. Like toddlers do, you know, when they're, or rather babies, when they're trying to walk. And they stagger up like little old drunken men, hilarious. And then they fall over and they laugh. And then they get up and do it again. And they crash into something and they turn and look at you, mummy, and start laughing. 
they get it. It's right, it's hilarious. When we fall over, it's funny. Laugh. Feel that joy of, of the falling over, of the fucking upness, and mm. then get up and have another go mm. at being the love, the profound love that you already are. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you too.